our customers aren't in love with us for very long anymore. It doesn't matter where you've been in business for 100 years or 100 days, your customers are uncomfortably open to buying elsewhere from anybody and alarmingly receptive to even slightly better or cheaper alternatives. Welcome to Insert Human. This is a show that is not for everyone. It's for seekers, people like you, hopefully, who are searching for solutions to your problems, the world's problems, and everything in between. The conversations to come are going to show you how finding the truth of our humanity is the magic key to solving pretty much anything. Between my monologues, my dialogues with brilliant guests, and your good questions, you're going to learn how to insert human into everything, and in doing so, realize a better life and one day a better world. Welcome. This is a new little mini series within the Insert Human podcast platform titled, This Is It For Your Business. For those of you that don't know, I wrote a book two years ago titled, This Is It, for the human, for the individual. And it's really all about the why and how one should evolve one's life. And this is the business version. So it's best for leaders, executives, uh, managers of organizations, big and small, who are trying to figure out why and how to evolve their business. So this is chapter one. The series will, by the way, go on for several weeks, a little five, 10 minute little chapters. And the goal is by the end, um, you have a lot of clarity about, about all this stuff. So here we go. Chapter one of this is it for your business titled evolve or else. So listen, it's still true. It was true when Darwin came up with it in 1864 and it's a thousand times more true today. Survival of the fittest applies to everything, including your business and you. If you don't evolve it, it will go the way of the dodos and the dinosaurs. Whatever you do for a living, if you don't constantly innovate it, you will wake up one morning and realize that you're done for. Depressing, but true. If you don't constantly morph your business, you'll be lucky to be a footnote in the history of business. Speaking of which, I was talking to a friend the other day and he said to me, Remember Skype? Remember Skype. Now, everyone knows that the world is changing, and that is not the problem. The problem is that we don't embrace just how fast it's changing, how it's impacting or could impact what we do for a living. And from that, we don't take the need for our own change seriously enough. Allow me to share a corroborating tale of woe, a tale that underscores the incredible capacity of business leaders to deny the pace of change and the simple fact that we are all always in its crosshairs. It was 1995, a long time ago, I know. I was sitting in a windowless conference room in Cambridge, Massachusetts with my then biggest client, a company by the name of Polaroid. At the time, they were a $3 billion business with a globally recognized and much revered brand known for their bold innovations involving instant photographic imaging using silver halide technology. I was with five aging, white, and slightly pudgy executives who ran Polaroid's business-to-business division, at the time the cash cow of the fundamentally monopolistic corporation. We were talking about the need for growth, but not talking about the truth of the market and emerging competitive technologies. At some frustrated point, I jumped up out of my chair, I grabbed a marker, and drew an eight-inch, slightly arced horizontal line on the whiteboard, and I shouted, 
gentlemen, do you know what this line is? And they all looked at me with a blank expression. And I said, it's a little swell in the ocean called digital imaging. And in five years, if you don't do something about it, it is going to become a tsunami that wipes out your business. Their blank expressions turned into incredulity and their mouths began to utter curt dismissals of such a notion. No way. That's 25 years out. Bullshit. Six years later, in October 2001, Polaroid Corporation, a venerable, seemingly dominant business that had been in business for over 60 years, declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy, leaving thousands upon thousands of employees without a pension. Okay, so I was off by a year. Still not buying the need to evolve. Remember Skype? How about this little ditty? In 2000 blockbuster video, then the dominant player in video rental stores had the option to buy Netflix for $50 million. I repeat, $50 million. And they chose not to. A short 10 years later, Blockbuster declared bankruptcy. And six years after that, Netflix declared almost $9 billion in worldwide sales. As of 2019, Netflix has something like 15% of all internet traffic in the world, which is crazy. Want more? Travel agents, buggy whips, landlines, taxis, Skype, the list goes on and on of businesses and entire categories that simply didn't grasp how fast the tsunami of change was coming. No business is exempt. Remember mom and pop hardware stores. So ponder those examples, knowing that there are plenty more available and embrace the harsh truth that much of what we believe will always be, will not in fact always be. That many of the stalwart brands and businesses and even industries that directly or indirectly define our lives We'll not even have a bit part in them 10 years from now. Ponder the cold, hard fact that even if your business is booming today, it does not mean it will boom tomorrow. Markets will change. People will change. Technologies will change. Everything will change except the need to change. And so your choice is to ignore that or embrace this simple maxim. The first lesson of this is it for your business. Evolve or else. If you don't evolve your business constantly, it is likely that you won't have a business. So it's time for all of us to commit to innovating what we do, how we do it, and maybe even why we do it. If the why becomes obsolete, which most likely it will. I'd like to think that the global 1000 CEOs get it. In a study conducted by the conference board a couple of years back, innovation, also known as evolution or now transformation, was cited as the number one challenge facing their organizations. The good news is they grasp the issue. Here's the bad news. From another study done by the global consulting firm McKinsey around the same time, only 8% of big-time CEOs were happy with their organization's innovative, transformative abilities. And the reason they're not so good at innovating is because innovating, transforming, evolving is really, really hard. You can't just stick it on or buy your way there. You have to make it happen from the leader down and the ground up. And most leaders, I hate to say, are not good at that, including maybe even you. The good news is that you have this book. Listen, apply, and repeat. Let's get technical for a second. I'm not sure the need to evolve was really ever that debatable. And I think I've made a sufficiently logical argument as to why we all need to. But if you're still on the fence and looking for a little scientific motivation, consider Moore's Law. If you don't know it, the law is a theoretical but since validated theorem proffered by a guy named Gordon Moore, the co-founder of Intel, 
that basic computing power doubles every two years. And as it does, the cost to compute halves. As power goes up, the costs go down. Holy crap happens. More specifically, it becomes cheaper to apply more sophisticated technology to everything, which pretty much changes everything. Think drones delivering groceries. At a macro level, the reduced cost of technology and the advances in technology have resulted in massive changes to the way the world works. The direct access to information, the empowering of the consumer to have it our way, the rise of the World Wide Web as the centerpiece of daily life, cheap capital, big data, the list of fundamental shifts and consequences, both intended and unintended, are profound. And we're only now just beginning to get a taste of what artificial intelligence and machine learning are going to do for and to the world and your business. So I recommend we all hold on tight. Everything is changing, which means if your business doesn't change, you're likely done for. It's all pretty perfectly captured in a book titled The Fourth Industrial Revolution, written by Klaus Schaub, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. In it, he shares the following summation. Overall, the inexorable shift from simple digitization, the third industrial revolution, to innovation based on combinations of technologies known as the fourth industrial revolution is forcing companies to re-examine the way they do business. The bottom line, however, is the same. Business leaders and senior executives need to understand their changing environment, challenge the assumptions of their operating teams, and relentlessly and continuously innovate. I repeat, relentlessly and continuously innovate. And if you want a more colloquial version of what Klaus had to say, there's this. In the new world, it is not the big fish which eats the small fish. It's the fast fish which eats the slow fish. The fish that moves faster, evolves faster, changes faster, wins. It's that simple. Nobody loves you anymore for long. Whether you buy the fish theory or not, you have to agree to the following. Competitive barriers have been busted. Traditional channels of distribution are increasingly irrelevant. And perhaps the toughest pill to swallow our customers aren't in love with us for very long anymore. It doesn't matter where you've been in business for 100 years or 100 days. Your customers are uncomfortably open to buying elsewhere from anybody and alarmingly receptive to even slightly better or cheaper alternatives. The internet has made comparison shopping as easy as one click, and not just on price, but on value, on peer reviews, and on delivery speed. But more importantly, it has created a culture of disloyalty across all channels. We buy what's best in the moment versus what served us well yesterday. We're all guilty and no industry is exempt from our frustratingly fickle ways, including the mother of all categories, consumer packaged goods. The technology triggered tectonic shifts in buyer behavior have rocked the CPG brand world, resulting in a dog-eat-dog marketplace and a relentlessly commoditizing pressure that makes holding onto store shelves and market positions really, really tough. A study a while back by Catalina, the company that got its start doing in-store couponing, revealed that of the top 100 CPG brands, 90 had experienced share declines in the last year. These are all the all-American brands like Kraft Mac and Cheese, Coke and Oscar Mayer Wings, that sort of thing. Brands that grew up believing that if you built a solid value prop, surrounded it with engaging advertising, priced it just right, and made it available everywhere that you could ride the growth curve for a long, long time. Well. Those glory days are over, baby. It's ugly out there and it's going to stay ugly. And the only way to keep your customers happy and returning is to keep innovating and evolving. 
Otherwise, you're kind of screwed. Interestingly, Coke has been able to maintain its pop. Their stock price has held up over the last 20 years, in large part due to innovation through diversification, buying and creating a portfolio of beverages and fully leveraging their distribution capacity. Punctuation point. In 2017, Coca-Cola sold more bottled water than soda. So I recommend we all do the Coke thing, except that standing still is not an option, that just because your customers love you yesterday is no guarantee they will give two bits about you tomorrow. The only thing that matters is keeping up or ideally staying ahead of what they really want. And that means getting your innovation act together. And the best way to do that is to listen on. Thanks for listening today. If you're in search of more opportunities to realize positive change in your life or work, and you find what I have to say helpful, you can always subscribe to my show, check out one of my new salons. There are weekly virtual gatherings of like-minded folks. You can read some of my writings or just listen to one of the talks that I've given around the world over the last couple of years. And you can do it all at chriscolbert.com. While you're there, make sure to sign up for my ongoing email updates. When you do, you'll receive a free copy of the first chapter of my about-to-be-published book, Technology is Dead. Again, it's all available at chriscolbert.com. Thanks again for listening today, and I look forward to connecting more in the days ahead.